0: Welcome this Christ the King Sunday to Queen Anne Lutheran Church. Wherever you're listening, whatever challenges you might be facing, we invite you into this space, one where you can hear the good news and proclamation, spoken and sung, a time where you can be still and know God is God. On this final Sunday of the church year, our gospel is Jesus's great story of judgment. In the end, the faithful are those who served Christ by ministering to those who are poor, hungry, naked, sick, or estranged. We gather this day in spirit to celebrate the reign of Christ and his victory over death, even as the church awaits the consummation of all things. Acknowledging the new reign of Christ, a reign unlike any other, a kingdom that turns things upside down, making the least the greatest, and the greatest the least. We go forth that his reign may be known in our loving words and deeds. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you.
1: Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia,
0: alleluia. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our ancestor David. Alleluia, alleluia,
1: alleluia, alleluia.
2: The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 25th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus continued, When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. Praise to you, O Christ. Hello and greetings, Queen Anne Lutheran Church. It's so wonderful to be worshiping with you today. Thank you so much for inviting me to preach for you and and worship together with you today. A little bit about me. My name is Pastor Chelsea Globe. And I just started as the new pastor for Lutheran Campus Ministry at the University of Washington. A little more about me. I've lived in the Puget Sound region my whole life. Grew up in Enumclaw in the south end of King County. Then moved to Seattle after college. So I've uh, been here for quite a while in the city. I even attended Queen Anne Lutheran Church a few times during the couple of years that I lived on Queen Anne after college. Uh, I did seminary locally as well at Seattle University School of Theology and Ministry, which is actually how I first met Pastor Dan. Uh, he taught my Lutheran confessions class and was a very good professor. Um, then I served as solo pastor for a church at, in Federal Way for the past five years, and now I am in this call to campus ministry at UW, which it's just a complete uh, dream come true for me, and so excited to, to get this ministry up and running again. So, I hear that this congregation has always been a big supporter of UW campus ministry, which is just so wonderful. You and your congregation have realized something very important that faith formation in those transitional years from childhood to adult. Is incredibly important. Think about it. The church is always wondering where the young people are, right? And there they are. Campus ministry is one of the easiest, best ways we can show up for young adults and make a difference in their lives. We can show them with real love and action that the church is their place, a place of acceptance and community, no matter where they might live in the world. They can turn to the church. So I could talk a lot longer about this ministry and what we're doing and planning, but I probably should do some preaching at some point. So I'll just say to keep an eye on your congregational newsletter for a more detailed update on Lutheran Campus Ministry and what we're up to these days. And also put out a quick note to say that uh, we are always recruiting more board members right now, and as former uh, supporters of this ministry, we'd love to have someone from your congregation on board. We are including a new treasurer. If anybody's got some treasurer skills that you wanted to share with our campus ministry folks, that would be excellent. And if that sounds interesting, contact me later. Pastor Dan has all of my current contact information. Okay, commercial is over now. <laughs> On to the servant. So today is a very special day in our church year on the church calendar. It is Christ the King, or you might hear it called Reign of Christ Sunday. It is the final Sunday of the church year. I like to think of it like our, our Christian New Year's Eve. But I learned this year some additional facts about this festival uh, and how it came to be part of the Christian calendar. I learned that it is a relatively recent addition to the church year. This festival was created in 1925, so not even 100 years ago, by Pope Pius XI as a response to World War I and the rise of fascism in Europe. The Pope at the time wanted a way to remind Christians that they did not serve earthly rulers, that they were subjects of a higher power, of a king whose rule was unlike anything we have ever experienced here on earth. I think that's a timely message for us here and now, isn't it? I know for me, these past few weeks, I've been thanking God that our hope is not in earthly rulers or elected officials or any particular political party but in Christ alone. Can I get an amen? So it's interesting to me that this gospel reading from Matthew 25 is the one that was chosen for today, for Christ the King Sunday. Because actually, I don't think it's a great choice. I mean, it's a good story. It's a great story. But maybe not for today. It's supposed to tell us something, I think, about what kind of king Christ is, but instead we get this story of a ruler who punishes some and rewards others for their actions. Uh, That's what we Lutherans call good old works righteousness, right? And that's a belief system we threw out a long time ago with indulgences and priestly celibacy and Latin masses, right? We believe that Christ is our king, yes, and we believe that he is our judge, as is the king in this story, but we also believe that Christ, our king, has already pronounced his judgment and it is not guilty. Despite our failings, despite the times that we do not give food to the hungry or welcome the stranger or clothe the naked, Christ has already given his judgment. And it is one of mercy and love. So if this story isn't about pleasing this king, pleasing Christ the king with our actions, if it isn't about salvation or working our way to heaven, what is it about? You know, this is actually one of my favorite stories, one of my favorite parables in Scripture. I actually chose it as the gospel reading for my ordination service, which was just over six years ago. And I chose it not because it tells us about some angry God who is judging our every move. I chose it because it tells us about us and how we are to live in service to a loving God who forgives our every mistake. Because yes, even though we are saved by grace through faith and not our works, we've still got some work to do when it comes to living out our faith here on earth. We still have an obligation to our fellow humans and the planet. Not because it's what saves us, but because we are saved already. As Martin Luther said it, we are freed from worry about sin and salvation in order to love and serve each other. I think this story is showing us two choices we can make, two different ways of operating in the world. Either you love and serve your neighbors all the time, no matter what, or you love and serve your neighbors only when you think someone is watching Basically, it's do we love and serve because that is who we are? Or do we love and serve because we think it's going to do something for us? The sheep on the king's right hand are the ones who love and serve their neighbors, not because someone is telling them to or because they will be rewarded. Remember, in the story, they don't even know that there's going to be any kind of reward involved. They simply serve because it's the right thing to do. The goats, on the other hand, poor goats, I don't know why they got to be the bad guys in this story, but there you go. The goats are the ones who only love and serve their neighbors when they think someone is watching, when they're trying to earn favor with the king and go around saying, look at me, see how good I am, look what I'm doing. But as we've already noted, That's not how God's favor works. There's no need to earn God's grace and love because we already have it. What this story is telling us is if you only love and serve your neighbors when it's convenient for you, or because you think you need to impress God, or because it looks good to other people, then the only person you are really loving and serving is yourself. But when we fully, really comprehend the gift of God's eternal love and grace and forgiveness and mercy, and realize that there's nothing we need to or can do, good or bad, to make God love us any more or less, and when we start to live our lives with that as the starting point... That, my friends, that is when we get to that good sheep life. (laughs) A life lived in service and care of others, always. Now, are we always going to do that perfectly? (laughs) Are we always going to choose to love and serve, no matter what? No. We are, after all, only human. We will fail. We will have times when our insecurities, our stubbornness, our selfishness take over, and we don't love and serve like we are called to do. And even in those times, even in those times, friends, God's love and forgiveness is there, pointing the way, waiting to bring us back into the fold. So I ask you, where are you right now? Are you with the sheep or with the goats? Or maybe a little of both depending on the day or the time. Let's be honest. If you find yourself a little on the goat side, maybe, holding back from really loving and serving your neighbor or unsure or fearful, Of how to do that right now? First of all, don't waste your time feeling bad or guilty or feel like you have to go out and do something now to make God happy with you because remember that is not how it works. What I want you to do is dig down deep. Maybe read a helpful scripture like the end of Romans chapter 8 that assures us of God's love for us that cannot. Be separated from us no matter what. And ask God to help you know and believe that God's love and forgiveness for you are real. Remember, God has already judged that even with your mistakes and your flaws, you are worth it. You are enough. Can I get another amen? (laughs) And with this knowledge, with knowing our worth and our value that comes from the love and forgiveness and mercy of God, now we go out and serve in the name of the one true and only King, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen and thanks be to God.
1: Rejoice, for Christ is King, Your Lord and King adore. Rejoice, give thanks and sing, and triumph evermore. Lift up your heart, lift up your voice, rejoice again, I say rejoice. His kingdom cannot fail, he rules on earth and bend. The keys of death and hell are to our Jesus' King. Lift up your heart, lift up your voice, rejoice again, I say rejoice. He sits at God's right hand till all his foes submit and bow to his command and fall beneath. Rejoice again, I say, rejoice
2: Longing for Christ's reign to come among us We pray for the outpouring of God's power On the church, the world, and all in need Sovereign of all Train our ears to hear your cry in the needs of those around us. Bless all social ministries of the Church through which we seek to serve others as we ourselves have been served. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. You cause rain to fall on the just and unjust alike. Direct our use of creation to provide for the needs of all people in ways that are sustainable for the earth. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Bring peace to every place where conflict rages. Grant opportunities for ending divisions among us and usher in your reign of unity and reconciliation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heal the sinful divisions we erect between us and release us from systems of oppression and prejudice. Restore our capacity to see your image in those whose dignity we have stripped away. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Pour out the gifts of your Spirit on children and youth throughout the Church. Sustain those who work in children's ministry, youth ministry, and campus ministry as they nurture the gifts of young people. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For whom or what else do the people of God pray? Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Thank you for saints, now departed, who fed the hungry, clothed the naked, and tended to the sick. Inspire us by their example that we may see your presence in those in need around us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Receive our prayers in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, until that day when you gather all creation around your throne, where you will reign forever and ever. Amen.
0: We thank you for joining us for this service. If you would like to hear other services or access the newest edition of The Quill, our newsletter, we invite you to go to our website at queenannelutheran.org. Receive now the blessing. Let us bless the Lord.
1: Thanks be to God,
0: almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless and preserve you. Amen. Go in peace, serve the Lord. Thanks be God.